Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun and conversation only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1. Good morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you ready? And the last time we had her here, she was with Darren Espanto and then the one yep. that, the last time she was in the studio, y'all played like a One Direction thing. Oh my gosh, she's like my One Direction sister, okay? Right? Like they, this I was about to say her name, not yet. This <laughs> girl is one of probably the sweetest people Rico and I have guested mm-hmm. on the show. She's genuinely nice, very good vibes. Um, she's really pretty. Uh, did we mention she's like super talented and just had a concert too? So, I mean... I mean, you know... Okay! Writing her own songs, you know, partaking on her own music video. So, let's just say that, you know, she's showbiz royalty... And when when talent was given to the world, she was wide awake and received it all. Yeah. And she's 18. Oh yeah. Only. Go figure. Okay. <laughs> Makes you question your life choices. Not right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's none other than Jada. Hey, What's up? Good morning, Carla Rico. How it's you so doing? Good to be back. Thank you so much. Hi. I am great. How Thank are you. you. I am great. Thanks. I mean, even if I'm working from home, I've been really busy. Uh, I can't say much. I know um, I'm starting off with a teaser, but I've just been working on a lot of things behind the scenes. And I'm really excited to share it with people very soon. But, you know, right now I have my album out and for the world to hear. So that's pretty pretty crazy but yeah thank you for having me again and the fact that you guys were mentioning that the last time the first time i was on this show mm-hmm. we did that one direction quiz game yeah. and that, i will never forget that i will never forget that i was 15 when i first uh guested there wow, so. that was oh that was uh three can years we, ago can already. we not can we I know. Right? the fact that like we've literally seen her grow up and she's been on the show like every single you really time. have it's this it's is, it's just, weird. you know wonderful. But you know, I know you you've been up to the the album that you released. So tell us about it. This, of course, when did the album drop? And then also, uh, from what I hear, you've written a lot of songs for this. Yes, yeah, seven out of eight. So it's an eight uh, track list uh, of a of an album, and I wrote seven out of eight of mm-hmm. that track list. So yeah. Just wow, I mean, Jada, how does it feel? Before anything else, how does it feel to finally have this baby out for the world? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, you know, with how crazy times are right now, everybody's locked in, people are really turning to artists and music for comfort. Is that what made you decide to drop the album? And how does it feel now that it's finally out? I think that you worded it very nicely when you said, like, you know, you put this baby out because quite literally it, feel, it does feel like it's my baby. And mm-hmm. the way that you describe that, you know, a lot of people tend to turn to artists. I know I myself do turn to music, especially at a time like this. And I think that's exactly one of the reasons why I, I chose mm-hmm. to do it, even in the midst of this. And um, a fun fact, I actually wrote this album during the, the pandemic, pretty much. And wow. it really all started... Um, not not exactly the album, but I've always written in English. I think you guys know that like every yes. track I've ever released before was English because that's my first language. But then uh, last year, 
um, of February 2020. That was a bit of like like pre-pandemic a little bit. And I actually wrote the first uh, single from this album called Panakum Naging Tayo in a span of 24 hours. And I'd never written anything in Tagalog before that. So I think that really set everything off. And then I wrote the lead single of the album, which is called Tunay, mm-hmm. uh, in July of last year. And then mm-hmm. earlier this year, I wrote Emu, which was the second single from this record, um, in March. And then that was really the moment I decided that I'm going to put out an album. And it's going to be my debut album, and it's going to be in all Tagalog. And it's really me taking a risk and really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So, yeah, that was so, pretty much the reason why. You're you're talking about writing songs. The title, sana maging tayo, or naging tayo. And paano then, kung naging tayo? Paano naging tayo, and then yeah. M.U.? I mean, I'm sorry. Well, we need to talk about MU because yeah. that yes. TikTok video <laughs> with love your to. parents is probably oh, the cutest <laughs> video, and it's such a Thanks. catchy song. I mean, for those of us tuning you. in, listening on air, and watching live, we're hanging out with Jada. We're talking about her debut album, Bahagi, and you know, like you said, Jada, what I find so interesting, it's an eight-track debut album. It's all in Filipino. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Were you scared? That's what I want to know because English is your first language. You know, you sing in Filipino, you've covered Filipino songs before, you speak Filipino, but it's not your first language. And writing songs is very different from conversing, right? So when you Mm -hmm. had these tracks, all eight of them, I mean, were you nervous to be like, oh, I don't know how people are going to receive this? Is it going to be like them going, oh, this is weird or are they not going to like it? Did you have thoughts like that or were you just so excited? to release Bahagi into the world? Definitely. I think it was a bit of both, honestly. I mean, in in the beginning, I can definitely say there was that level of, like, apprehension or anxiety that I felt because, uh, you know... I was like hoping that people wouldn't say she should just stick to English. <laughs> But you know what? I think what really what kind of like prevailed in the end was my was my excitement in releasing this record that's so dear to my heart and it's so personal in so many ways. And um, I like to think of Bahagi as a, a collective like body of work is basically a journey of a young person going through ups and downs of life and love. And mm. I think I learned so much writing this record, which is why when it got to the final kind of leg of, you know, recording and putting it together, because I also produced on this album as well. Mm-hmm. And when it kind of, you know, reached that full circle moment, it was just so fulfilling for me that I was just so excited. Um, I remember I stayed up, I think, till like 2 a.m. during the night of the release because oh. <laughs> I was just so excited. I was so excited. And just seeing the fan reaction to it has just been really amazing. And the fact that people are connecting to the to the songs is just really um, mind blowing for me. <laughs> so yeah. Now you know you, a bit of both. You, you entitled the album Bahagi. Now we all know, of course, yes. it means take part. You know, um, but what's, yeah, or a what's, part of. or a part of it. Like, what's why did you guys name it the album Bahagi? Well, I ended up calling it Pahagi because, um, to put it simply in Tagalog, uh, itong mga kantang to, bahagi ng buhay ko na sana maging bahagi ng mga buhay niyo din. So I wanted Aww. it to be, all of these songs are a part of me mm-hmm. and a, a part of my heart and my soul and my entirety as a human being. And it's just my hope that, you know, 
I'm able to connect with as many people as possible. That's always been my goal as an artist. So um, I hope this album can be a part of their lives as well. I think that's all I could ever ask for as a singer-songwriter is when people come up to me or they DM me and they tell me that, you know, this song helped me during a hard time or this song is like my theme song with like my boyfriend or my, or my girlfriend. So stuff like that, that just means a lot to me. And if I, I can be part of special moments of people's lives or maging bahagi ako ng buhay nila. And that's just really such a fulfilling thing for me as an artist. Carla, so, at 18. Yeah. Uh, at 18. <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to say. I think the reason why, Jada, you're also so successful aside from your talent is that you really no, are thank very you. intentional with how you interact with your fans and the people who listen to your music. I mean, it's one thing to be an artist and to perform. It's another to really have a relationship with your fans. And I think that's what makes this so special and what makes this debut album extra special for you and for your fans because you've been a part of their life they've been a part of yours and now you have something that you guys can share out of all of That's the such a nice way can i just say that you yeah. put it so nicely i really love that the way you put that that it's something that we can share mm-hmm. i love well, that i will send you, you my bill you. in a bit <laughs> now, out of the sure, seven okay. songs that to me sat i will uh yes. gcash out of the seven songs that you wrote, Jada, which do you think was the hardest to write? Just in terms of like the meaning or maybe the lyrics or which was the one that you really spent, you know, the most time like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Back and forth with it. Out of all of the songs. There were about three songs that I definitely had some difficulty in writing. I think number one would probably be Toxic. Mm. Um, so that's the opener track (laughs) yeah explain so I think it's really relevant and I think it's the one song that's kind of not a love song Mm. and Mm -hmm. you know that's something that's really interesting and the fact that it wasn't I think I really challenged myself as a songwriter when writing about that so it's basically about having you know toxic people in our lives and especially on social media Mm -hmm. and I had trouble writing that because I really wanted to get it right like it was so Mm. important for me to just be able to say the right things like the thing about songwriting it is it's always about finding new ways to say things because there's no really uh an idea that's a hundred percent original but the thing that makes songwriters uh different from one another is the way we say things so for me i was looking for the best way that i could express um telling toxic people to just chill and just you know (laughs) Stop being toxic. And it's just not healthy. And uh, for such a song that's kind of simple, I think because it was out out of my comfort zone, I tend to write about love and internalized feelings versus writing about somebody else and the way they are. Does that make sense? So that was definitely a challenge for me. But in the end, I I ended up really being happy with it that I decided to open the album with it because it just has a burst of energy. It's so fun. And it just makes you dance. And whenever you just, I know, I know personally, I do. Whenever I encounter someone toxic on social media, I just blast that song and kind of like dance my worries away. So <laughs> I'd probably definitely say uh, toxic or probably bahagi was kind of hard. But then once we got the whole chorus down, my dad and I were um, co-writers for that. Actually, for majority of the album, my dad was like my co-writer. So. Aww. For for Bahagi, that one was difficult as well in the beginning because I really had this concept of um, kind of being the middle person. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, I have a belief that 
when you when you meet people and when you get together with them or if you get into a relationship with them, if it doesn't work out, then it was just meant to teach you a lesson. So um, I was thinking about me being a middle person, or um, I was using the word tulai for some time, but it just wasn't sticking. But I was thinking of I'm the middle person. I'm the person that uh, is able to teach this person that I'm with how to love, so they can love the next person right. So that's basically what the song is about, and it's about saying like, uh, I hope that. You learned how to love from me, so you don't make the same mistakes that you made with me to the other person or to the next girl. So I think that's my most mature song to date. <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> can you relate to this, Carla? <laughs> I mean, is she speaking just to me? Nina, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sorry. You're 18, and I know 18 and like age is just a number. Mm-hmm. But the right. way that you speak about music and life experiences it's like girl if i had your mindset at 18 i wouldn't have gone through the crap that i did you know (laughs) when i mean how do you do it do you do you get advice from other people do you listen to stories of friends like how are you able to be this mature are you an old soul are you lying about your age are you not i think I mean, people people tell me that I'm a 40 year old stuck in an 18 year old's body. <laughs> I get so I see I get said that um, a lot, but I take that as a compliment. But honestly, um, even though I guess people say, I mean, I appreciate it when people say that I'm well spoken. But at the same time, I've still got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I'm 18. I'm still figuring things out as I go with life. I think the the thing with myself is that the way I process emotions and mm-hmm. the way I use songwriting to process them mm-hmm. and to kind of because like I, I look at songwriting as therapy almost uh, for mm-hmm. me or sometimes a diary for me and I'm able to chronicle the moment uh, or the emotion that I feel in the heat of the moment and I love that that's like one of my favorite things to do with songwriting so I think with Bahagi and for a lot of these songs like Naging Tayo um, I was in a really like vulnerable state and I just felt the need to write and I was able to put that down um, you know in a song so I guess like in terms of advice definitely I get I, I ask for advice from my mentors my parents the people around me and I think the number one important thing as a songwriter is you got to listen you got to listen to the people around you whose opinions matter. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to your heart. You got to listen to the things around you because once you become a better like listener, it just makes the experience of just life in general and songwriting so much easier and and better because you might pick up on things that you never realized before once you listen. And it mm-hmm. makes you just a better person, I think. So I think it's really more of that. But still, I'm figuring out so many things. Trust me. So <laughs> I just give that, I guess, impression she's off figuring, of my songs. But yeah, Carla, she's figuring I mean, things out, Rico. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> That's just an album, right? <laughs> We're not even on her, her TED Talks yet. We're not there yet. You I know. know. We're learning TED so talks. much. Now, in comes. <laughs> Thank you. In comes the concert. Now, yeah. to, to actually mm-hmm. conceptualize a concert and to pull it off during a pandemic, how was it? Was it a virtual concert, of course? And then uh, how did it feel when you're performing in front of cameras instead of, you know, a live audience? 
Right, yeah, that was definitely a different kind of experience. It was a virtual concert, and I, I held it last June 26. Um, and we basically, uh, yeah, like you said, it was just cameras instead of a live audience, although I did have the presence of um, ABS-CBM bosses who were basically my live audience. Um, Tita Roxanne oh, wow. Keegan of Star Music, Direct Lauren of Star Magic, and Inang Olive Lamasan. And they just told me like a few days before that, and they just said they want to watch. Like, you know, they just felt like watching. So I really appreciated their presence. But honestly, it was definitely different. And it was weird not being able to get the energy of um, a live crowd of in, in I guess uh, a lot of numbers but at the same time uh, I think it was able to help me kind of calm down mm-hmm. a little more like because sometimes when there's a crowd you tend to get a huge adrenaline rush and I know I did even so but sometimes you know it can be a bit overpowering I think for this in a way it was a good kind of test run for me as well mm-hmm. and at the same time given the circumstances um, it made it feel a lot more intimate because I felt like I was performing to a single listener versus thinking or overthinking that there's a lot of people. Although I have no problem with there being a lot of people and I love um, having a live audience. I think that's still the best thing. Nothing beats that. But at the same time, it provided a different experience and I was able to challenge myself Mm -hmm. as an artist to make it feel a lot more personal. And especially when I was, you know, talking because I was basically not really talking to anyone. I was talking to no one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was talking to no one and everyone, if that makes sense. So because like I have no idea who's bought a ticket. I have no idea who's watching right now. It could be my fans or family members or people i know people from all around the world i I know some people watched from the uk and things like that so you know what i mean so when i was talking to that camera i wanted it to feel like it was just you and me whoever bought the ticket it's just you and me so yeah and and mom and dad behind the cam you know what i mean go go (laughs) oh they were oh they were there so my mom was like one of my special guests um she also performed with me and uh we had this really touching number of um, points of view and bakit pa, which I played on the piano, and I think that was a really uh, touching moment in the show. And I know that from the concert goers, it was really a number that stuck out to them, just because it w- it felt like passing on the torch. And my mom got all emotional because it was me kind of like singing her song. You know what I mean? It was a very nice moment. And um, there was a lot of pressure, though. I will say that, though. Because I was like, I can't mess up in the opening. That's her number one, like, song. You know what I mean? And, like, just everyone. I mean, it's so iconic. And I wanted to do it justice. But at the same time, like, it was just so nice to share the stage with my mom in that very moment. But at the same time, like, she really, I guess, you know... I mean, she always has, like, respected my individuality as an artist. And she, at the end of the day, like, after her performance, she was just, like, behind the camera, like you said, with my dad. And they were just, like, screaming. So, that was fun. And, and when you sang your mom's song, I mean, your mom's vocal mm-hmm. technique is very, very unique. Did you also mm-hmm. pull it oh, off, like, your big... mom's vocal technique? Can you give us a sample? We haven't heard your version. Even if it's just the chorus. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, okay, like my version would be um, Bakit ka pa nakita Bakit pa nakidala Kung ang puso ko ay iwa 
at something. Wow. Oh my gosh, it's just not fair. Okay? It's really not fair. Like her mother and her father are so talented, and then she's just here like, oh yeah, I'll give you my version, and you're just like. <laughs> Shouldn't it cancel out at some point? Right? I mean, no, cancel out. We're happy. Galing. We're happy that you're Grabe. talented and you're successful, Grabe. Jay. Grabe. I mean, with that being said, you know, the possibilities for you are endless. You just signed. Congratulations. I mean, yes, let's, talk I have. About, let's talk about the fact that your musical journey. I mean, I remember the first ever time that we interviewed you. You were saying that you always grew up around music. You, you know, your parents were performing and you were just so into music. And now you're really making a name for yourself. Concert, album, contract. I mean, how does it feel that literally everything is unfolding for you? Like, just walk us through that because some of us don't have talent. So walk us through <laughs> what it's been like, you know, getting signed, getting all of these amazing opportunities. Like, are you excited? Do you have a lot of plans that you can maybe tease? Mm-hmm. Tell us, girl. Tell us everything. Yeah, I will. Of course. I'm going to spill the tea here on Monster RX 93.1. No, but for real, though, like, I'm just over the moon with the fact that I've been given trust by, you know, ABS-CBN, Rise Artist Studio, and Star Magic, and, of course, my label, Star Music. I just appreciate their belief in me and that level of trust, especially to pull off the concert. And mm-hmm. um, that was one of the big moments I think especially for me um this year but at the same time like because I've signed with them um I'm opening myself up up to like new uh horizons meaning like acting I think that's in the cards for me um and I've been working on things behind the scenes maybe related to that I just can't say what they are at the moment um i'm not allowed to do so i wish i could though i really want to spoil things right here right now but i don't <laughs> think my management would be, would be very happy but i'm just really excited for what's yet to come mm-hmm. and actually i'm about to also um take a trip to the states very soon and i'm going to be working with my producers from there we're going to be writing and um it's going to be a very enriching process i think you know like what I mean? Genevieve, like, you're watching from Los Angeles. You know, there's so many fans. What's up, Genevieve? Now, is this a move to go international? Is this the next step? You know, you just sign with Rise Ooh. Studios. Um, and then from there, is there a move to go international to that market? I mean, that's always been a dream of mine. And I would love to do that. And if that's really in the cards for me, then I'm I'm so down. And I'm really prepared and ready for that challenge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm, I'm blessed with that opportunity, then I definitely take it. And I'm taking one day at a time. And you never know. Who knows? And, um, you know, I do. I have been working there for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been working with my producers mainly for, like, I guess, you know, creating and just, like, enriching myself as an artist and further improving myself. At this point, you know, I just say, who knows? You just never know. And I think that's always been a part of, you know, my game plan in, this, in a sense. It's my dream. So um, if it does happen, then it happens. And I would love for that to happen. So, oh, girl, yeah. we're going to manifest. We're yeah. going to make sure that, like, it I love that for you because 
Honestly, Jada, you have been on the right track. I mean, your parents have been wonderful mentors as well, but you're also making a name for yourself. You know, you're signed with Rice Artist Studio and you've got all of these amazing opportunities. How do you stay grounded? Like, how do you make sure it doesn't get to your head? Because I speak for everyone when I say you're literally one of the most down-to-earth like kind people oh thank if you I had Carla. your talent and your opportunities I'd be like don't talk to me you're not that important <laughs> so how do you like, do your parents tell you Jada go do the laundry Jada clean the house like how do you stay this grounded I would fully attribute that to my parents and my upbringing I'd say they, my parents definitely keep me in check and I think you know staying grounded is um, all about surrounding yourself with the right people mm-hmm. and, you know, establishing the right values from the get-go, like growing up. But at the same time, it's also the people that you're surrounded with. And I can say that I'm very blessed to be surrounded with people who keep my feet on the ground. And um, it's so nice, like, especially, um, you know, with my friends from America. And I just, I mean, some friends from here even that, uh, and, and most of them, I'd say, that they really do love me for for jada not not really as the singer i mean they're totally supportive but they love me for jada the well i would say teenage girl but i mean technically i'm still a teenager because i have teen at the end of 18 yes but you know what i mean yes yeah so you know what i mean like i would say that you know they love me for who i am not exactly what i do they're supportive Mm. of what i do but they love me for uh, who I am at heart when all the cameras are off and I think that is what keeps me grounded and what keeps me in check of and it gives me a ra- reality check of okay this is uh, your passion this is what you do for you know what I mean like for um, I guess the job in a way but it doesn't feel like a job for me it's it's my passion but at the same time there's a separation of that there's your personal life as well and these people in my personal life like keep my feet on the ground definitely now, for those that are tuning in, you are listening to Buksan. This is, of course, uh, her song. It's in the background that we're talking to Jada. You know, see, but she's been I up love to. That. And we also have random questions, Jada. We know everything All is right. present and everything. But when was the last time you got in trouble from your mom and dad? And what did you do? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, what was the last time I got in trouble? Hmm. Maybe it was because uh, earlier my mom was kind of like calling me out because my room's really messy. <laughs> she was like, are you not overwhelmed with all this kalat in your room? And I was like, yeah, I am. I really need to get some cleaning done. <laughs> I need to fix my things. Honestly, like uh, one fact about me is I guess like if you ask my mom and she will back me up on this. Like as an artist, I'm, I have this thing called organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know where things are. It's just that no, it doesn't look as neat as I guess my mom would want it to be. Because my mom is this thing like she's so um, she's a bit of a neat freak, which I am in a way, but just not to her extent. <laughs> and I guess it just manifests in that way. So that's the last thing I can think of. Yeah, 
<laughs> You're creating data, so you know, yeah. not not everything has to be as you know, like orderly or convenient. Yeah, like clean and pristine. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's your excuse. That's what you're gonna make. Organized chaos. Exactly. You know where it is. That's what counts. Jada, you know, one of the things as well that I personally appreciate about you is, despite all the stuff that's happening, like in your life, whether or not you know it's a good thing or a bad thing, you're always so positive. Um, when you were talking about haters earlier or, you know, naysayers, memas, girl, has there ever been a time, though, where you did not take the high road and you actually got mad at a hater or, like, you answered back? Can you spill the tea or are you always the bigger person and you're just like, I'm going to ignore you? Or has there actually been a time where you replied and you're like, listen, <laughs> Hmm, I'm thinking, I think there has been a time, but that was like a long time ago, but it wasn't, it wasn't really calling them out. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the response, but I think I have at one point, but honestly, at this point, I really don't. I choose not to engage. I mean, there's a block button for that. Um, I'm more inclined to do so, but I will say, though, that, you know, sometimes I'm only human and I get annoyed with things that I see, especially if... I see things that are not true mm -hmm. that are said mm -hmm. about me, like, you know, rumors and all. And because like at this point, like, I mean, as sad as it sounds, like you kind of get used to it. But at the same time, you don't mm -hmm. like there will be that one comment that sticks out and you will think to yourself, how did that person even think of saying that? Mm -hmm. Like, you could never say that to my face. I know you can. You can. Oh, that's a gangster Jada somehow, right there. <laughs> I know you could never say that to my face. Like, let's be real here come on but because you have you feel this power because you're on the internet and you think like oh there are no repercussions for that well there are <laughs> there are and uh the thing is like i mean i guess all i can say is um sometimes you may think that artists don't see things but just because you think they don't see things doesn't make it okay to say you know what i mean Preach. so I don't know, I just say that, but at the same time, in, in that same breath, like, I choose to take the higher road as much as I can. And it's something that I think, you know, uh, reaching adulthood and things like that, I I think it's something that I'd like to even, like, pre preach, if uh, I, can't, I can't find a better word, but to kind of talk about more. And let's, like create an, a really better environment on social media because it can get so toxic you know and i wrote that song toxic because of that yeah i'm, I'm reading sheila dizan comment she says bowel toxic yes i 100 percent agree with that and i i mean i don't want to be cheesy and just say spread love but um spread respect i think it's really more of that because like people have their own opinions and sure you're entitled to your own opinions. I mean, we live in a democratic country and there's a thing called free speech and I come from America and, you know, that's all. it's all about that there. Mm. At the same time, just because you have free speech, don't abuse it. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. Mm. That's what I have to say. Mic drop. Mic drop! <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Oh my goodness. Wait a minute. Rico? Alright, you know, we did mention the random questions and, you know, for you, you've traveled all around the world, you know, you are always been That's surrounded right. by your mom and dad as well when it comes to shows. Mm -hmm. Who's the most famous mm -hmm. person you've met? Oh, um, during my travels or just in general? In general. 
Nyla in general, um, probably, I'd say like Ariana Grande and Niall Horan. Na that's what I said. Or my Niall Horan. Of course, Niall Horan. But yeah, Ariana Grande probably in terms of like ranking of like how popular. Yeah, because um, when Ariana Grande went to Manila in 2015 for the honeymoon tour in Manila, I went um, to, her, to her concert and I, I was able to... Uh, go to her meet and greet mm -hmm. and I met her and she just smelled I, I don't want to sound creepy but she <laughs> smelled really good <laughs> and I remember I was I was so nervous and I was because like there was this girl we were in a group together obviously when you're you're put together in a group for meet and greets well for for Ariana's case anyway and then there was you know I was connecting with you know the people in my group and we were just kind of like shoving each other like you go first you go first and then until we finally reached the door of the meet and greet and I guess like after back and forth of you go first, I really went first, so I go in, and she just gives me a hug, and she's like, hi, it's nice to meet you, and then I was like, oh my gosh, hi, it's nice to meet you too, and yeah, she was so pretty, she was really nice, but it was really super quick, so we just took the picture, and then we left, but then for Nile, obviously, since I was working mm -hmm. that day, so that it totally made sense that I was able to talk to him, and he was like super sweet. He's actually really like the nicest, like, I guess famous person or celebrity I've ever met. He's like one of the sweetest people ever. So, so jealous, right? <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> I bet. It's so funny though because like he's just so he's so sweet. Like um, I know that this sounds really cheesy and I'm, I'm, I'm about to go into fangirl mode but he was like everything I thought he would be. Mm. And I was like nervous mm. he wouldn't be. You know, I, I, was, I was nervous he was going to be mean or something like that and uh, he would totally crush me. But at the same time, no. Like when I met him, he's just a regular guy. And also, um, I'd probably say Joe Coy as well. Hey. He's so sweet. Oh my gosh. So you met humble. Joe Coy? Yes, I do. He's actually a family friend. We we met years ago at his show, and then uh, he invited us out for dinner one time in L.A., and he's really such a nice guy. Shout out to Joe. And he's, like, low-key my birthday twin in a way. We're just, like, a day apart. Uh, his birthday is June, too. So, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. Aww, yeah, but probably wow. those three people. Dang, Rico, she's 18. Can yeah, we remember I mean, the fact that she has literally lived our dream life? I <laughs> and, mean, okay. And all 18 Noted. years old, right? I mean, how about, how about this? You know, I did ask you the most famous person you've ever met. How about the most famous mm -hmm. person that you're kind of surprised that knew you? Mm. Oh my God, this person, you know. Famous person that knew me. Ooh, um... Well, I guess I would say Niall, because Niall told me that he's watched my videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and he listens to my songs, so probably him. But if we're talking like local, I was really surprised when um, Adeliza Soberano told me that she knew me. Mm -hmm. Like when I first met her and she was like, you know, I've watched you perform, but this one time at ASAP Chill Out. And yeah, no, she was uh, she was super sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love her. She's like my favorite actress. And I'll, I'll, I also forgot to mention like one of the, I haven't met them in person, but one of like the famous people I've met are like Why Don't We? I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, yes. but they're such an amazing band. I got to interview them um, last year when I was in LA, but it was over Zoom. But at the same time, they were just like super sweet guys, and uh, we got to sing like a mini duet during the interview. It's on my YouTube channel if y'all want to check it out. But yeah. <laughs>
They were super I'm, sweet. Um, I'm going to fangirl mode again. Like, you're putting me in this fangirl mode. I love reliving. Oh, my goodness. No, but that's, that's so cute, Jada, because, you know, despite all your success, you're still such a normal person, you know, and you fangirl oh, over other artists. And I think that's so wonderful. Now, since we're talking about lockdown life, I mean, of course, there was a time where we literally could not leave our houses, right? And I That's don't know right. about you, but I went a little crazy. I watched everything I could watch. I went down so many rabbit holes. What were you doing, like, at the start of lockdown when everything first started happening? Like, did you just say to yourself, okay, I'm literally not going to do anything for a week. I'm just going to stay in my pajamas, lay in bed, and do nothing. I mean, what were you doing? Were you eating a certain food? Did you binge watch a series till the very end? Like, what was lockdown Jada like? At the start, this I'm so curious. About. At at the very beginning, um, honestly, I just had okay. So we stocked on a bunch of chips. So definitely, I ate those. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that I love chips. I love salty food. That's like my favorite. That's my guilty pleasure. Um, what else? I I I didn't get into watching series on like Netflix um, until later in like quarantine. Later in the in the year mm -hmm. so that was when we could like go out a little bit i watched a few movies definitely though mm -hmm. um because i'm i tend to be more of a movie person but i do have a couple of series that i that i love but probably that and i booted up my my old xbox 360 and i played video games hey. and because oh that's my like gosh. my guilty pleasure i love playing video games i was trying to boot it up again recently um my, my fans probably know this because i posted this on my story mm -hmm. um the xbox was working perfectly fine but my control controller had some battery acid and it corroded the inside of the controller so i think i need to get a new one or i have to get a new xbox oh, oh. yeah you gotta get i it love fixed. xbox you gotta so. get it fixed that's what it is you know i do i do now, you, i now, love you, playing video games you, you did mention earlier about acting as well what kind of projects mm -hmm. would you want to you know what kind of role any dream role that you want to yeah. do and also if you're given a chance to get a love team, who would you no. want to be Ooh. partnered up with? <laughs> That's I get that question quite a lot, actually. You know what? Okay, so in terms of dream projects, like I know people tend to say, oh, they want to do something action-packed or maybe drama. <laughs> I am the type of girl, I love my rom-coms. Like, romantic comedies are my favorite genre, if not musicals. Or of a, a combination of both. I love those. So, I'd probably say that a romantic comedy or a musical, or one that's kind of a mixture of both. That is my dream project right there. And I don't know if you guys watched the, the movie He's All That on Netflix recently. Carla, have you seen that? Oh my gosh. Jada, there is going to be a generation gap right here because I refuse to watch that because I super love oh, the original. Okay. But anyway, oh, carry on. Yeah, OG one. yeah, yeah. I, I know the original one. I'm yet to watch that. Obviously, there's a generation <laughs> gap, but I thought it was like, pretty cute and something kind of similar to that so yeah i'd love to do something like that um as a movie but in terms of my leading man um if we're talking international i gotta say tom holland <laughs> oh my god yes i would yes. love him yes i'd say too. tom holland <laughs> yeah i will take that um, uh, if I if I could choose anybody in the world to be partnered with, I would oh, pick him. Okay, we're gonna scale Amen. it down. How about local? Quezon City. We're gonna local. Quezon <laughs> <laughs> City. 
Okay, I feel like this is a loaded question because, like, whoever I say, they're gonna like freak out. People are gonna freak out. But here, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest with you. Um, whoever management deems right for the project, because, like, personally for me, I want to work with different people. I think that's mm-hmm. like, um, although, like, I have no problems with love teams and, um, you know, to. I know a lot of people, they do it to, like, get them started, or it's just, you know, a a culture thing here in the Philippines. And I love me some love teams. Like, hello, I'm a Liz Ken fan. I love Kathniel. Like, I'm a fan of love teams. But at the same time, for me, I really want the experience, the full experience of working with different people for each project, depending on the project. So I'd probably leave it at that. Um, Whoever is, uh, I know that my management has some things up their sleeve i can't say that i won't answer that question right now because yeah initials i I can't say that because my management is fixing that so uh let's i'll leave it at that i'll I'll put a little teaser what (laughs) you know carla and jada if if jada's given the role name tipong She's the rival of Kanyara may love team. Ikaw yung gonna try to take away the guy. Yung tipong kontra vida. <laughs> would you take the role and which love team would you want to be? Like Kanyara, list oh Ken. And you get linked with, <laughs> with Ken. Diba? Kanyara, ikaw yung third party kanyara sa drama. Oh my gosh. You know what though? Um, I leave that up to my management on projects. I would um, obviously like if if the role would suit me, mm-hmm. then you know uh, I would definitely consider it. But it would depend on my management and what they have in line for me in terms of that. And I can't say that there's really anyone that I feel like I would be a third. I would want to be a third party <laughs> or uh, in a love triangle with. Uh, I think that's where ABS-CBN works their magic in terms of that. Uh, I just uh, take whoever or whatever is destined for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I, uh, if, if I name drop names, people are going to kill me. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't let people hate her, Rico. I mean, just let them get excited. <laughs> 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 You gotta just throw it in there. You know, one one more thing. This might be awkward if it's me asking this. What's your skincare routine? You know, you got such beautiful skin. That's not awkward. I actually have a pimple, so <laughs> that's the best time. This is the best time that you're asking me this. Um, but I would say it's pretty simple in the sense that I just moisturize and I clean my face. But sometimes I, I have a skin condition. Uh, it's called, uh, well, I have several ones. I have um, my contact dermatitis, which basically means like my skin around my eyes and sometimes around my lips, like it peels off and it's basically like um, an skin asthma for lack of a better term. So I have some creams that I put on that prescribed to me by my doctor. Um, what else? I have my, I have keratosis pilaris, which is basically I have bumps on my skin on my arm. I have creams to put on that too so i think that's the majority of my skincare but other than that it's really just moisturize and actually clean first and then moisturize and then that's it and i use some eye cream under under my eyes so just to keep them fresh because so (laughs) i need it i need it and i use a lip kind of lip cream Mm -hmm. i'm writing it all down 
Yeah. yeah. Are you, you going to use it? Take a note. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, Jada, Jada, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank of you course. for spending time with us. We know you're busy. I mean, of congratulations. Course. The album. Thank you for having me. It's out. Invite everybody to give it a listen. Invite everyone to request for the songs here on the month. Yes. Go, girl. Yes. Well, first of all, guys, please request Bahagi and all the singles that come with it um, here on Monster RX 93.1. I'm looking forward to hearing it, um, especially the key track, which is Tonight, and the rest of the singles as well. I would love to hear them. And, of course, stream them on Spotify. They're available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon. And, of course, the music videos. Uh, Paano kung naging tayo is actually reaching almost a million views on YouTube. So we're on that road of to one million. I think we got like 50,000 or less views to go before we hit a million. So let's get it to that number, guys. And of course, the music video of MU is over 600,000 views. So let's get that to a million as well. And you know, those two projects, Rico and Carla, they're so special to me because Paano Kung Naging Tai was also my directorial debut. It was my first time directing she a music video. Her um, own video. Yeah, I co-directed it with um <laughs> with my co-director, Adric Sanchez, for both of them. And they're both so special to my heart. So I hope you guys enjoy it and enjoy them and enjoy the album, Bahagi. And sana maging bahagi ng buhay niyo yung mga kanta ko. That's all I can say. And message to your fans. You know, all your fans are here of globally. I know, yes. To my Jada Nation, thank you so much for supporting me. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, all I can say is, abangan nyo ang and I'm gonna give a little teaser there's something that dapat abangan nyo next week mm-hmm. uh, something big is about to come out next week and I'm really excited for you guys to see it and I hope you guys enjoy it and it's something that I've discussed before um next week <laughs> I'm so excited there you guys have I know there's a lot to look forward to I know. There you guys have it. You have something to look forward to next week. And then knowing Jada, there'll be something the week after that and the week after next. So, Jada, thank you thank so, you, so Jada. much for dropping Thank you so by. much for having me. for spending time with us. We love you. And we can't wait love for you guys more amazing too. things from you. So, congratulations. You. you deserve it. All right. Thank you so Jada, much. Once again, give it up for Jada. Bye, Jada. Thank you for having me. All right. There you go, Carla. Oh, my goodness. What a sweetheart. Can the we? Talent. Just, okay. The talent. No, Ted. Right? The talent. I know. And, and superstardom <laughs> just around the corner. If, you know, and all her fans as well. Loving, you know, for you to write your own songs and to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And the singing. And the way she answers questions and looks at life. Like, I'll never ever get used to the fact that she's honestly so well spoken and so mature. And I know I said earlier, like, age is just a number. It really is. But it just also goes to show how well her parents raised her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're both in the limelight. They're both celebrities. And yet, they were able to raise such a humble, talented, and wonderful girl in Jada. So, mm-hmm. props to the parents, okay? And then, you know, to, to, <laughs> Can you adopt us? <laughs> to, to have her get in trouble by not cleaning her room. She's normal I after know. all, right? So, so. cute! <laughs> Celebrities yeah. just like us. That's but anyway, yeah. thank, you, thank you monsters for watching. Don't forget you can share this video. Share it with all of your friends and family as well over on YouTube and on Facebook. On air, however, he's Rico Robles Live. And she is Carla Aguas. Here's Buxan Jada. Keep it locked in the monster.
The Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1.